Chapter 51 The Unholy In those eyes, Nix could see the true nature of the parasite attached to her foster mother. It was female, but violently so, as if it were a type of woman Nix had never dreamed of. She was gorgeous beyond words, but that beauty felt like acid in Nix's eyes. Evil shone in the demon's face as clear as if it was painted there, as if she were the evil and the body only a shell to contain it. But it was doing a pretty crappy job of containing it. The hatred poured out of the creature's every orifice and had already wrapped itself around Nix's empty physical body. Nix immediately understood what was happening. The parasite was through with Mrs. Cherry. It had found another host and was moments from claiming it. Nix tried to fall back into herself, but the creature had blocked her somehow. Was her body already occupied? No. She could sense the thing's urgency. It's panic. Nix had returned too soon. It wasn't finished. There was still a way to stop it. Instantly, Nix stood directly behind Mrs. Cherry. In the same moment, Nix thrust her fisted hands into the creature's head. Instead of being shocked and thrown into the next room, Nix felt a weak current. Threaded through that current was the most vile, disturbing, mind-blisteringly satanic intentions Nix had ever known. She didn't see or hear those intentions. She felt them. She drowned in them. Nix yanked her hands back on impulse and retreated to the center of the room. Invading the creature's mind hadn't seemed to bother it anyway. Taking her hands out of its head felt like removing them from a bucket of viscera. She'd have to try something else. On the bed, her body twitched. Her eyes opened and stared blankly at the ceiling. Leave it. The creature spoke with a hundred voices, each a saw blade ripping through her head. It's only a matter of time. Don't wait until you are unlovable. Now Nix recognized the voice, the one that had told her she would keep growing wider until normal life was impossible, until nothing mattered but her disgusting body. This evil demon trying to possess her was no different from the jerks at school, from her mother, from every perfume, clothes, or makeup ad in every magazine, billboard, or TV commercial ever made. But Nix was through with bullies. She wouldn't curl up and cry on the bathroom floor anymore. Okay, fine, Nick screamed at the hate-filled eyes. So my body likes to store energy for later. Deal with it! Nix turned herself inside out, or maybe backwards. One moment her ghost form faced Mrs. Cherry in the corner. Then each of Nix's cells folded in on itself and immediately unfurled, facing the other way. She was now a mirror image of the person she'd been two seconds ago, and she burned like the sun itself. The maneuver had created so much friction that power shot from her at every angle. Her soul couldn't hold it all. The windows exploded outward. The room flashed white. But it wasn't light. Thick ice covered every exposed surface. Mrs. Cherry stopped moving. Nix's own corporeal body turned blue. She panicked. She was making it harder to reanimate her body, but she realized it was also making it impossible for the demon to do the same thing. The only difference was that Nix was still full of liquid light. Nix fell back onto the bed and released the heat in one breath. 
Her frozen flesh thawed instantly, and with the extra heat, Nix anchored herself into her muscle and bone, using the leverage to pull it taut around her spirit, like a sock yanked up so tightly it rips at the toes. It didn't hurt. For the first time, entering her body felt like slipping into a warm bath. Her joints didn't feel stiff or achy. In fact, she was so full of energy she sat up in bed. Ah, flip. She couldn't see in the dark anymore, but she perceived a black form striding toward the bed. The nice thing about knives is that metal is reflective. In this case, it was moonlight that saved Nyx from several holes in the chest. As soon as Nyx saw the flash of white on the blade, she launched herself out of bed, flung open the door, and ran past a groggy fawn and confused-looking Mr. Cherry. Nyx ran out the front door and down the street, faster than she'd ever run in her life. It was a happy coincidence she hadn't taken her shoes off. Four blocks from the cherries, she paused to take a few breaths and consider her next move. That's when she noticed Mrs. Cherry in a nightgown, three blocks behind her. Apparently the lady demon had warmed up Mrs. Cherry's body sufficiently, because it was sprinting toward Nix. Nix ran all over town. At first she was just looking for a place to hide, but when it became obvious the demon had internal GPS tracking, Nix started looking for an adult male with fists big enough to knock the lady out. She thought about running to her trailer. Her mom was way bigger than Mrs. Cherry. Or to the Frosts. But what if the creature had powers Nix hadn't seen yet? What if Nix lured the demon to Sergeant Frost and it ended up killing them all? The silver lining was that Mrs. Cherry didn't have any shoes on. And despite being possessed by a powerful evil spirit, the bloody, bruised feet seemed to make it extremely difficult to maintain a run. For the next few minutes, Nix was able to jog and still keep far ahead of Mrs. Cherry, who was now speed-walking. The demon was investing everything into this chase. Mrs. Cherry wouldn't be able to slip back into normal life after this. People had seen the lady running around the neighborhood in her nightgown. By now the thing's feet were probably pulp, yet it kept going. Nix finally understood that sadistic phrase, you can run but you can't hide. A few people were out and about. An old lady asked Nix if she needed a ride. Nix was about to accept when she envisioned the old lady screaming while Mrs. Cherry smashed in the windshield. And even if the old lady were able to outrun the demon in her car, Mrs. Cherry might go directly back home to murder Fawn and Mr. Cherry. I'll be fine, thanks, Nix called. Allowing herself to be chased seemed to be the best way to get Mrs. Cherry exposed for what she was and tackled by a heroic bystander. But it probably wouldn't hurt to call the police. The only person Nix could think of that might know how to deal with demons was Tiago. He'd seemed pretty sure of himself when he'd lectured her about Satan's minions. Did that mean he knew how to stop them? Crosses? Holy water? Hopefully someone in his family would know how to save Mrs. Cherry from the parasite. Since Nix didn't really have any other options, she didn't actually know how to get to the police station. She began a slow, sustainable jog up the hill. She also decided it wouldn't be a bad idea to start praying, so she had a nice conversation with God between huffs for air. Somewhere between dawn and sunrise, Nix arrived at the Padilla's brick fortress, by this time she was walking and Demon Cherry was crawling. It was even creepier with the woman speed-crawling up the road. Nix had been hoping the thing would get flattened by a car, 
the road to Mountain Goat territory remained empty, and if the old lady had called the police, they weren't trying very hard to help a sister out. Nix picked up the pace a little and made it to Tiago's front door with Mrs. Cherry about a hundred yards behind her. She knocked as loud as she could and rang the bell. The doorbell was much louder than her knock. It sounded like they had massive church bells inside. Just so they understood the urgency of the situation, Nix rang the bell over and over in quick succession. They really needed to hurry. Demon Cherry was halfway across the yard when the door finally opened. A crack. Seven-year-old Oscar stood there with bedhead looking completely hammered. The chain was obviously still engaged, so the door only opened two or three inches. I need to come in. Where is your dad? Is Tiago here? Anyone? I need help. That lady is trying to hurt me. Oscar yawned. I'm not supposed to let anyone in when I'm alone. Actually, I'm not even supposed to open the door, but I saw it was you through the window. Your parents left you alone? Where are they? It doesn't matter. Just please let me in. I'm sure they won't mind if you... Sorry, Nix, but my mum should be home really soon. Nix hesitated. Her pursuer was speed-crawling like a three-legged crab. She'd be at the door in about ten seconds. Nix debated ramming into the door to break the chain, but thought that probably only worked in movies. If the Padillas had bought a security chain, it was probably not a cheap one. Plus, she didn't want to totally destroy the family's trust in her. Besides, who else knew what the crazy lady would do to Oscar? If no one else was home, she'd just have to wait. Lock the door and don't open it no matter what. Call 911 and your parents, in that order. Nix bolted around the house, or hobbled. By now, she felt like she was about to fall over from lack of oxygen. As long as she could maintain a steady walk, Nix should be able to stay ahead of Mrs. Cherry. It seemed weird that the demon didn't try something else, since chasing her was not working. Maybe it didn't have as much evil magic as she thought. Nix walked around to Tiago's backyard. She'd been planning to circle the house, but it was becoming increasingly clear that she was moments from collapsing. Her body had never run so far or so long, and it was seconds from disowning her. Maybe the squawking animals would distract the demon or something. Or scare it. Weren't they supposed to be scared of snakes or something? Maybe she was thinking of teenage girls. When she came within view of the treehouse, Nix felt a slight pull. Was she going to find McGuckin's scissors up there? It actually might be a good place to collapse, if she managed to climb the tree. She was almost certain the now-crippled demon woman wouldn't be able to. The thing's feet were totally messed up, and even if it were able to climb the tree, Nix could kick it down the ladder as soon as it popped its head through the trapdoor. It wasn't until Nix reached for the first rung that another possibility occurred to her. What if she made it halfway up and fell? Unless she landed directly on Mrs. Cherry, Nix would be caught. She had no idea what the demon would do at that point, but she really didn't want to find out. Flip. It was too late to backtrack. She'd have to ascend and make sure she didn't fall. Despite her waning energy, it turned out climbing wasn't that hard, probably because it used different muscles. She was just patting herself on the back for making it when she smelled something like wet dog. She poked her head through the opening and screamed. Two gigantic opossums were asleep in the corner. At least they had been asleep. Nix's scream took care of that. When the rodents saw her, they pounced. <laughs>